Hello, everyone. My name is Scout Hodgins. Welcome to The Student Spin. I'm joined here by my co-host. Carson, Carson Graham, today is April the 23rd. It's Tuesday, and we are once Thursday. again... Thursday, sorry. We are once again remote from Zoom coming to you today. Yes, and we have a special guest appearance. This is yeah. Don Green, the president of Georgia Highlands College. Hey, guys. Thanks so for Don, having me. Yeah, what's... Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this going mm-hmm. on, and uh, you were just starting to tell us about spring enrollment. Is oh, it spring yeah. enrollment? You know, I was I was just telling the guys before we got started that uh, GHC spring enrollment was the best in the state college sector. So we uh, we're just very proud of our students. We're excited about the graduation message they're pursuing, and uh, you know we're just thrilled with the the results. Um, and there's so much more to talk about, but. You know, it's your show, lead. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, th- I think a great place to start would be talking about how cheap summer courses are. And I talked mm-hmm. a little bit about that in our previous episode. Um, you have anything to add about that? What what fees are going to be still going to be charged and that kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. So Scout mentioned at the last episode, and I was so psyched because he was on point with it. It's just really smart to be involved with the summer because we only have two fees. So there's an institutional fee, and that's going to be $100 if you're taking three credits and $200 if you're taking six credits. And then there's also a technology fee. Um, and otherwise, you've got the $95 per credit. But it's just an awesome value for mm-hmm. summer. And so um, I have to I have to admit that I'm uh, a Home Depot addict. And uh, <laughs> we have a number of students at Georgia Highlands who work at Home Depot. And so they all know me. And when I go in to buy stuff, which is more often than my wife would prefer, um, <laughs> they're asking me like, so what's the story on summer? What's the story on summer? And so I was finally able to fill them in and let them know, yes, summer is definitely going to be online. We will not be doing face-to-face classes. But then I was also able to tell them the deal. So now all of them are loading up on credits because it's such a good deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish there was so, so more the that I could take before I transferred. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Scout, I got to put you on the spot here, right? Okay. Did you wait before you transfer? I'm, I'm sorry. Can, can you repeat the question? Sure. Are you graduating before you transfer? Yes, I am. That is the whole reason that I'm taking <laughs> summer classes. I'm getting, I'm like three classes away and then I'm graduating. And I think this will be a great segue into talking about the benefits of graduating, which I actually didn't realize until I talked to an advisor about it. Um, so do you want to go into that a little bit? Sure. Why, why would anybody want to graduate rather than just transferring? Right. So we call this our graduation message and we've really been pressing it hard for the last four or five years because we started doing the numbers and you're paying so much less in tuition and fees at Georgia Highlands. So why would you not want to take every single credit you can towards your bachelor's degree if you plan to transfer? I mean, some, a number of students want to finish their associates and move into one of our bachelor's degrees. And that's, that's awesome. But for those that want to transfer, you want to complete everything in that associate's degree, but there's an added value. In fact, there's a couple of values. One of those is 
when you transfer a chunk of credits to another institution in the USG, they get to pick and choose which ones they want to accept. Yes, and how they want to accept them. Uh, very good, yeah. And if you transfer after completing your entire associates, it pretty much takes care of all of the requirements for certain parts <laughs> of general education. And so your advisor at the uh, baccalaureate institution you choose to transfer to will go, that takes care of this, that takes care of this, that takes care of this. Let's look at your junior level classes. Let's get them scheduled. But there is one other benefit, which is you statistically, you're more likely to complete your bachelor's degree if you transfer with an associate's degree. Don't ask me. Don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Probably up. a subconscious mental thing. I think yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's completion. You know, you've knocked something out right now and you're ready to knock something else out. So I agree. Yeah, that was another way I was looking at it was, you know what, I've, I've been here. I might as well take the few extra classes and graduate with an associate's degree. And another big thing for me was like you were talking about, they have to accept the credits in the same way that Georgia Highlands would yeah. accept them from what I understand. So I took a lot of classes at GNTC as a dual enrollment student and the classes wouldn't have transferred to the college that I'm going to after Georgia Highlands the same way that they transferred to Georgia Highlands. So graduating with my associates for anybody else who may be in the same situation was a, a better idea. Absolutely. Yeah, I was, I was um, considering um, going to Georgia Tech this spring. I was, cause I was always planning on graduating, but then I was like, I don't know, I might just um, apply and go to Tech in the spring. But then I checked the equivalency tables and that was not fun it required almost everything to be retake and obviously because it's such a such an accredited school but um but i'm also graduating in may and it's going to make it a lot easier when i go to um kennesaw in the fall very good okay so tell me what you're going to school for Carson. um my degree i'm getting in may is communication and at kennesaw it's public relations okay very good mm -hmm. good I uh, just wanted that for all the audience. You know, it's <laughs> good to have those cool ends in mind, which we, we can talk about that later if you want to. Yes. Uh, okay. I did want to talk to you about that first while we were kind of talking about summer stuff a little bit. Summer scholarships. I have to correct myself because I said that the scholarship application was due April the 17th. I was mistaken. It is actually due. Is it the 22nd? So uh -oh. hey, don't put me on the spot. Hold on. Let me <laughs> let me take my outline here. Uh, April the twenty sixth is when scholarship applications are due. So uh, my big question there is how how is aid determined? Um, is it by need? Is it by scholarship? And is there like a board that reviews the scholarship applications? So the answer is all of the above. Okay. depends on which one it is. All right. So we have a variety of different scholarships. And what I would suggest to people is go to JHC's website and then just search scholarships and it will pop up. All of the different foundation scholarships will pop up and you can look through them and they all have different requirements. And some of those are evaluated by a committee. Some of those are evaluated by need. Some are evaluated by uh, performance, academic performance. So you've got a, a variety of choices. And here's probably the most important message. We have scholarships that go unfilled. 
every semester. Wow. Mm -hmm. Got money and we can't give it away. So I'll just use one quick example. Okay. There is a scholarship that you can look up that requires an essay, basically one page, double space typed essay. And it could provide you with $500. And I've actually had students who said, I don't want to write a one page essay. Yeah. For $500. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Truth. Yeah. um, I had noticed one scholarship when I was looking and it was, it was like a, a poetry based scholarship. And it was like $500, something about writing a poem or something. Um, So I'm guessing that not all the scholarships are done through the Georgia Highlands Scholarship website. Uh, Sometimes do you have to go through external sources? There are. There are external sources. I can only speak to the ones that we have within the foundation. And for those, many of them go unfilled. Um, Okay. Drives me crazy. Because, you know, so Scout and I were talking uh, earlier and we were talking about why do I do what I do, which is about accessibility to education and affordability. And really affordability is part of accessibility, right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I truly believe that education can change lives. And one of the ways that we can do that is by providing scholarships, but we can't make people apply for them. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the dilemma in a lot of situations is, is you can offer, offer opportunities, but people have to be willing to try. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, upon, um, upon graduating high school, I already had 30 hours done at Georgia Highlands, um, paid for by the state for dual enrollment. That was a huge blessing. And then, um, so the financial, the scholarships really help and, Sometimes, like you said, since they're not applied for all the time, they're not always super competitive. Right. So sometimes, sometimes all it takes is just an application. You're absolutely right. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, if somebody told me that there were scholarships that no one was applying for, I would think that puts me at the front of the line. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, though, I didn't really answer all of Scout's question about graduation. So with yeah. what's going on currently – Um, You know, with COVID-19, with a pandemic, with isolation, and with folks uh, social distancing, it's having an effect on the economy. Mm -hmm. Big time. And uh, I worry for people who don't have a college degree. I was just reading some data yesterday, and it was just a common news source, but they were talking about the fact that those being laid off are far more likely to be individuals who have a high school diploma or less, Mm -hmm. actually some college or less. Those are the folks most likely to be laid off right now. Um, Those that college degree is extremely important to employers. It really is. Yeah. Uh, I guess just having that extra, I completed this, means a lot. Sure. It says a lot Um, about your work ethic, too. Yeah. Yeah. So while we're talking about graduation like that, let's talk about, you you had said in an email to me something about commencement plans and the graduation video yearbook. Yeah. And why students should participate in that. Oh, lots of things to unpack here. Okay, so right now, we are planning 
tentatively because right these days everything is tentatively but we're tentatively planning on a face-to-face commencement on july 25th okay awesome and there will be a survey going out to both of you and everybody else who is on our list of likely graduates for spring and summer to find out about your willingness and desire to attend that graduation now with social distancing who knows by july Mm -hmm. 25th we may not be able to do something like that we may not be able to have a face-to-face commencement so what our plans are right now is to have a decision for all of you by early june and then in early June, if we cannot do a face-to-face commencement, then we're going to do a virtual graduation. And that gives us time to request from all of you a video or photo, a statement. And then we're going to put together a montage of all of your statements, your photos, your videos, just so that a, you can see it on the screen on July 25th when we uh, provide it live, but also then we can provide that for you for the future. Uh, Along with that, because this is GHC's 50th anniversary, we have been around for 50 years since 1970 Uh, We are putting together a 50th anniversary video yearbook as well. And that gives you an opportunity to put a video in for that piece as well that you can provide for thanking your parents, talking about what your plans are for the future, whatever you would choose. And if you wish to be a part of that, we'll be contacted. We'll be reaching out, contacting people on it. But if you wish to be a part of that, you need to go to, and I'm going to read this so I make sure I get it right, classof2020.highlands.edu. And you'll get instructions about how you can submit your video. And you can do that right from your phone. Awesome. And I've got a couple extra questions here referring to graduation. So are there any fees associated with like walking at graduation? Uh, There is your cap and gown. Okay. And that's it? Yep. Okay. And another question that I had. So for students like me who may not be graduating until after the summer semester, but they have gone ahead and filled out a petition to graduate, will they be be able to walk at the same graduation ceremony as I should have said that. Thank you. So because, uh, and, and I'm a believer that if you're graduating in summer, you should be able to walk in spring anyway. And we're making that, that policy change anyway, but, um, this gives us the opportunity with July 25th to really push students graduating at the end of summer that uh, they they have that opportunity available to them and that they should walk in commencement if given the opportunity. You know, here's, so my wife and I talk about this and uh, I have to be honest, I chose to forego my master's graduation mm-hmm. and she was going to, and I I told her that my suggestion was that she attend and she ended up doing so, and she was really glad that she did. And too often in life, 
we get to milestones, really important milestones in our life, and then we just blow past them because it's all about what's next, what's next, what's next. But looking back, it's pretty cool to know that you experienced those milestones. And I think that commencement's one of those. It's a big one. Uh, That's a pretty good way of looking at it because I'll be honest with you. I was, I have been thinking about just not walking. Um, I had a friend who graduated like a semester ago. He just had him mail him his diploma. Uh, it's something that I've been thinking about, but that's a, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the other people involved besides you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mom, dad, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, you got siblings that you may be able to be a, a really excellent role model for them to, to complete degrees and, and move on from there. But see you walking across the stage is, is huge. Yeah. All, all true stuff. Um, I I think that pretty much covers all the questions that I had about graduation. Uh, Some other stuff that you had mentioned to me and all these kind of go hand in hand are student health, both physical and mental. And I'm assuming that you were kind of talking about what the Georgia Highlands staff has been doing or trying to offer, um, whether it be student services, you know, counseling and advising to help with all of that. Yeah, it's, it is, but there's more to it. Uh, I spend a lot of time worrying about our students and there's good and bad to what we've gone through together it's good because for one thing our advisors call students and they immediately answer (laughs) because many of them are missing us and they really (laughs) want to have that conversation yeah you know i was talking to one of our student life people the other day and she said yeah i can't get off the phone with some of our students they're spending (laughs) 30 minutes 45 minutes talking to me because they just miss having that interaction with other people Mm -hmm. um so, I, you know, one of the messages that I would ask you to share throughout all of this time when we are quarantined is for our students to take care of their mental and their physical health. Yeah, which so, I, I have mentioned before, I think go hand in hand. They do. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. Um, when I have Zoom meetings with staff, with faculty, I will say to them, you know, I will ask them, are you getting out walking? And I'm trying to get out and walk two or three times a day. I'm getting more steps than ever before. Uh, You know, are you eating right? Are you just taking good care of yourself? From a, a mental standpoint, I just have to mention that if people need counseling, if people are stressed about their classes and about their, their uh, upcoming uh, course schedule, call an advisor. We've got people available and we're, I'm just getting great reports from students about the service they're getting from our counselors and our advisors and our student life folks. And I'm very, very proud of our faculty and staff. The, the faculty are doing amazing work. They're doing backflips to make sure that students are getting the content. Um, but I, I want students to just be their best advocate and take care of their health. Yeah, you. Yeah, uh, like we were saying, you people have to make the effort. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's hard when you fall out of your normal routine to still do things like that. But uh, you know, the past two days, I've 
I've been out fishing and it was nice getting outside and spending all day outside and just, just getting away a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard that on the last podcast. I was going to ask you, where were you fishing at? Uh, well, the day before yesterday, I went up to Somerville to Sloppy Floyd State Park oh. and didn't catch anything. And then yesterday, <laughs> I went to Rocky Mountain Reservoir in Rome and didn't catch anything. Oh, But it was still oh fun God. being out. It was yeah. nice being out. I agree. So my youngest son, who's also a Georgia Highland student, he and I are planning to get up on the Tacoa and do some trout fishing. Oh, man. Um, I love that. Well, but every time we plan to go, then we get these big rains. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was going to go fishing this weekend up in Tennessee and then big rain coming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you want scout and if you want, you can join us to go up on the Tacoa. My son fly fishes, but I tend to use just standard equipment. Yeah. I have no idea how to fly fish at all, but it, it seems fun. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, just getting out, yeah some fresh air yeah it's awesome Mm -hmm. so uh some other stuff that georgia highlands is offering in the way of student services are the food pantries um and most of that is the way that you get a hold of that is online right yeah yeah so you know we were talking about what's going on from an economic standpoint and I know that there are a number of students, there are families of students where people may be laid off and they don't, they're not having a a regular source of income. And so for some of those folks, they may need food. And so we've decided that we are going to keep our food pantries open, but we can't have people just showing up and milling about. So what you do is you just, you go online and you can just Google the food pantries. Uh, then from there, you can fill out a form. We put some, we put uh, everything that you've asked for that you've requested, we put it in a bag and then we provide it for you to pick up so you can drive by. You just set an appointed time at any of our campuses. Um, I think what we're doing right now is each campus has one day of the week when they're doing drop-offs and pickups. So um, we just want to make that available to students. Also, there are students who don't have regular Wi-Fi. So at our Cartersville, Floyd, and Paulding sites, you can drive up, park close to the building, and you can use our Wi-Fi if you need it for for classes, but also for your own personal communications as well. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I thought that was really awesome. Now, I think probably the last of the student services that I wanted to talk about. I had gotten an email and it's probably been well over a month ago. It was before the whole COVID-19 thing happened. And it was an email about, uh, it was something to do with advising, but it was, I want to say it was like career counseling or something. Georgia Highlands was just starting to offer like career interest surveys or career aptitude tests or something. And that was something that I was interested in taking because, you know, trying to figure out what you want to do as a career. (laughs) For me, that's a big thing. Uh, So you want to talk about career stuff? Absolutely. Uh, There's, Oh man, there's so many different directions we can go and don't get me started on careers guys. So let's do it. Let's Um, do it. My doctorate is in human resource development. 
And I love studying labor markets and I like studying next generation career plans. So um, I love it when I can sit down with students and talk about what their career interests are and what they might wish to pursue in the future. And just looking at what's going to be high demand, what might be high income. So I'm always available. And every time I get the opportunity to go to an orientation for new students, I will provide this offer. I say, if you want, call the president's office, leave a voicemail. I'll call you back. I'll meet with you one-on-one and we'll work through what your career plans are. And I got to tell you, I get about one call per year. Yeah, man, that is just, that is awesome. That is an awesome offer. But I only get one call per year. I would, I mean, I wish that I had every morning that I had to meet with a student. So along with me, we've got a number of folks in our advising staff who can do that. And then here's the really weird thing. My wife, who does not work for Georgia Highlands, her master's is in career and tech ed. She is a certified career facilitator. She does all of the career interest testing too. Ah. So students contact me if they really want to go through a number of tests. I'll just say, hey, Kathy, you want to help the student out? And she'll reach out, <laughs> contact them. She's like, when do I get paid for this? You know, but uh, no, she's, she's, she's really happy to help students too. So she will um, meet with them. She'll meet with them one-on-one face-to-face, or she'll talk to them by, by a cell um, and just kind of work through what their career plans are and what the results are from these different interest tests. So you've got all of our advisors. You've got certain counselors who are certified and prepared to do career interest testing. You've got a president that's willing to meet with students one-on-one and do career advising. And then the president's wife, who's interested in helping as well. So, you know, any student who says, man, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to be. There are plenty of options. And not only that, talk to faculty because they've got great insights too. That's what I was about to add. You know, teachers that are in whatever field you're thinking about going into sometimes can be a really valuable resource Mm -hmm. um, because they've been there. Absolutely. So uh, I might take you up on that offer of some, some career counseling uh, that'll be good for me. And then I can talk about it on the podcast. Sometime. Yeah. So do you have, uh, have you done any career interest testing? Uh, it's been like years. Yeah. So, okay. It's time. Tell you what, I'm going <laughs> to have, I'm going to give Kathy your cell. Sounds great. And then you can, she can, um, send you to a couple of different websites. And then when you get your results back, I'll sit down and talk with you about it. And she might too. Yeah, that sounds great because one of the, one of the big things I've always said is it's hard to know or to even think about what you might want to do when you don't know what's out there. Yeah. And, you know, being from a small town and all, you, you don't know everything that's out there. And there's so many career fields that you just would never expect. Yeah. yeah. Well, Here's one example, and um, it was a student who did call me and did leave a voicemail, and we sat down, and he said, well, I'm not sure what I want, but I know I want to work with numbers, so I think I'm going to be an accountant. 
Okay. So I said, there's nothing wrong with being an accountant. That's great. But you don't sound really thrilled about it. Mm-hmm. Right. He said, well, no, I'm, I'm not. It's just, I'm good with numbers. I can do this. And so we started talking about what it was that really excited him about working with numbers. And by the time we were all done, uh, he was not only looking at bachelor's degrees that would be in business analytics, but he was also looking at MBA programs at Georgia Tech where he could take an MBA in analytics and mix it with some scientists and engineers that wanted to start new businesses because come to find out he also really wanted to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And so what I find is quite often students, their trajectory can be relatively low and it might be just because they don't have the confidence to go to shoot higher, to go big. But some of it is just a lack of information about what all the possible targets are that you could go after. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's a big thing. Just no, even knowing what's out there. Yeah. Well, Don, have you got anything else that you would like to add or talk about? Uh, I guess I just want to say well done with the podcast. Oh, man. Thank you. I'm yeah. really impressed. Um, so I don't want to put you on the spot, but what are you doing to prepare the next generation of uh, podcasters to follow you for six mile post oh man well um for our we have a mass media class with allison hadaway she's absolutely fantastic she had a we had to do an internship with the six mile post as a requirement and the article that i had to write was actually how to start a podcast so hopefully that um because i read an article that amazon has actually sold out of all their podcast equipment because it no one has anything better to do. So they're just starting podcasts. So hopefully um, people can read that and kind of get some insight on kind of how that works. Yeah. And we're going to have to sit down and make some videos on, you know, how to go about recording and how to go about editing and how to go about putting in intro and outro music and yeah. cutting out little spots where we mess up because that happens. <laughs> it's so, uh, edit this and make me sound smart. That would really be helpful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And Carson, to your points, okay, A, Allison's amazing. Absolutely. Uh, I totally agree. And B, um, I'm going to make you responsible for working with Allison to find the next hosts and getting them up to speed. Uh, well, all right. Well, you, um, you wrote the plan, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Scout's been really, really helpful with everything, too. Excellent. That's really great. Oh, I know what I should share with you guys. On Saturday, I will be on a Zoom from 10 to 2 because a bunch of our business students are doing pitches. They're doing a pitch contest for membership. And so I'm really excited. Thank you very much to all of our business faculty for working on this. Um, I don't get to see any previews of the pitches because I'm a judge. So they're making me wait till Saturday. But I'm really fired up about that. So students that are interested in being entrepreneurs, reach out to the School of Business at GHC and talk to those folks, and they will get you involved in future pitch competitions. Yeah, and that's Saturday the 25th. Yeah. Just to yeah. give a date. Yes, thank you. Well done. Um, something we like to do on the podcast that I'll give you, it's also kind of on the spot, is at the end of each episode, we like to like um, recommend a song to our listeners. So like... 
What like like what's a song that you really really like that you think everyone should listen to? Oh my goodness! Wow. Or just one that's been on stuck in your head lately? Yeah. Oh my goodness, stuck in my head lately, and I have songs running through my head every morning when I get up. Does anybody else have that? <laughs> you have that problem sometimes. Yeah, I'll just wake up and it'll be a totally it, random. I swear it's genetic. Um, so lately I have been doing a lot of throwback to the talking heads and, um, I would say take me to the river, uh, was definitely one of them that was running through my head. But, um, if anybody wants to go back and listen to stop making sense from the talking heads and y'all be like, what is this music? (laughs) They are they are a weird one for sure. Uh, yes, there's no doubt. David Byrne is their lead singer, <laughs> and he is a former uh, visual artist who okay. one day just decided, "I want to be a musician," yeah. and then went out and did it. I watched a music video with them, and it was like everybody was dancing, and they were barefoot, and it was all weird, and it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, this is a good time to be weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I agree. It is. Yeah. Hey guys, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Oh, you're so yeah, welcome. Thank, thank you for you so coming, much. Don. It was it's been nice talking to you. It has. All right. Be well. Bye. Will, you too. You thank too. you. Just a reminder that any opinions expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the Six Mile Post or Georgia Highlands as a whole. All right. So on to some world news, and we're going to try to get through this kind of quick. Um, Georgia is opening back up on Friday, which mm-hmm. will be tomorrow, the 24th. Yep. Um, slowly but surely, they're opening up nail salons, massage parlors, bowling alleys, gyms, hairdressers. However, Brian Kemp did make it very clear that these businesses that do open are required to follow CDC guidelines. And if you go to a business that is not following those guidelines, um, definitely be in contact with the governor's office and they will take care of that. Yeah, and I've got a quote here from him. He said, Georgians who are small business owners, those people have good common sense and we're trusting them to use it. But if they abuse it, we will take further action. Exactly. Uh, I did want to ask this really quickly. What's your opinion? Do you think it's too early? Do you think it's the right time? Like, what, what do you think, Scout? I don't think it's a good idea. But I also I mean, don't think it's a good idea. You know, I'm not the governor either. Um, all I can say is I'm not going to be out bowling I'm not going to be going to gyms. I'm not going to be eating out at restaurants. I haven't I haven't eaten from any restaurants since all this has been going on. Restaurants mm-hmm. are set to open Monday. So yeah. uh but you know, it's I guess it's other people's decision to make. It's, yeah, but the the main concern is that cuz like the argument is like um let people do what they want, like take care of yourself if you want to, but let people do what they want. And that is a fair argument that I understand. However, um it makes me worried about a second wave. And yeah, I just, well, just, a second wave is going to happen anyway, but this is oh, just, I know. I, see, see what I'm saying is this, this is happening. This is happening tomorrow and this is happening Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to stay at home and there's nothing I can do about what right. other people are going to do. So exactly, local governments are forbidden to alter these rules. They cannot make it more or less restrictive. Every locality mm-hmm. is expected to perform at the state's level. Um, 
I guess you put this here about Kemp also opening up in-person church services. Yeah. So he, he said he's still encouraging because a lot of churches are doing online, but um, what, what I think is due to a lot of pressure from his largely Christian church going voter base to um, that, that are saying that as an infringement on separation of church and state, he has allowed churches to reopen, but is still encouraging online services. My church has been doing online for several weeks now. And our pastor put a video up yesterday saying that we are going to continue doing that because he does not feel safe nor comfortable um, resuming in-person services at this time, which I think is, which I thought was the right call to make. Yeah, so Kemp says, these are tough decisions, no doubt, and we'll have to make more of them. I totally agree with him. I can see where Mm -hmm. he's coming from. You know, I mean, small businesses have been hit insanely hard by this. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a small business owner personally who apparently can't get any of the stimulus help uh, you know, yeah. his bank is not even talking to him about it. Yeah. Did um, you hear that? Um, go ahead. Sorry. Kemp has said verbatim, I'm going to say this verbatim. <laughs> he doesn't care about politics right now when asked about the political impact of his decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I read an article that said that Harvard was given a lot of aid money where small mom and pops um, have not gotten anything yet or are not going to get anything. So obviously people are upset about it. So I understand the want to reopen. I don't think it's the right call. I feel like it could have a worse effect on the economy in the future. Yeah. So Trump says he strongly disagrees with Kemp's decision to reopen the state. Um, Onto some other stuff. Kentucky reports the highest COVID infection increase after a week of protests to reopen the state. Uh, Man, just, it's, it's just getting crazy. Michigan protests have been going on, too. Yeah. Oh, they're in protests all over the country, but it's, it is especially in Michigan where it's been the um, biggest, most, like the, the biggest crowd coming to protest. Yeah. So uh, you've got some stuff here about what's been going on in Michigan. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I wasn't going to get too far into it for time reasons, but... Yeah, it's the um, it was organized by the Michigan Conservative Coalition. Um, obviously, I think a lot of these things that happened were not a part of that coalition. I think that a lot of it was just other people joining in. So I don't blame the Conservative Coalition for all of these things. But people have been blocking ambulances and getting into the hospital. They've been waving Confederate and Nazi propaganda, um, calling the governor Gretchen Whitmer, um, likening her to Hitler, calling this communism, calling this socialism, saying they should lock her up. And... Um, the president has said that he thinks that these are very reasonable people at the protests. And I think the intentions were good, but I think the execution ended up being very poor. Yeah. Um, not trying to put you on the spot, but do you have a quote from Trump about that? Oh, that, that, that was the quote. They're very reasonable okay. people. Yeah. Uh, so previously I've said that New York city has one of the worst infection rates and everything. I read a statistic the other day that said that one out of 1000 New York city residents have died due to COVID-19. And I actually had a little update here on another symptom that has presented itself as a result of COVID-19. So researchers have found that it causes more than just pneumonia. Apparently now it is attacking the lining of blood vessels all over the body, which is reducing blood circulation um, and you know, I'm sure that's why it has more of an effect on people with hypertension and obesity. 
I'm curious to see, you know, when years from now, when we look back at statistics from 2020, what the rate of heart attacks and strokes are compared to what they've been in the past. And it also made me wonder people who are asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic, they may not be coughing and everything, but I wonder if it's still affecting their blood vessels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, onto some other stuff about death rates. I saw a headline that said that the Boston Globe printed 15 pages worth of obituaries Sunday the 19th. Wow. Wow. That is a yeah. lot. That is terrible. That is tragic. Yeah. Um, there has been some speculation about Kim Jong-un's health. Uh, for those of you who don't know, which I'm sure most of you do, he's the leader of North Korea. North Korea, mm-hmm. everything that was going on over there was a pretty hot-button topic a few years back. But there's a lot of speculation about his health after he underwent a cardiovascular procedure. Supposedly, he had to go through it as a result of his unhealthy habits that contribute to his poor health. Um, you know, from what I've read, the North Korean government is saying everything's fine. But uh, a lot of different countries are monitoring intelligence involved with North Korea to see what's going on. And I've seen news articles speculating what it's going to do to the world if Kim Jong-un dies. So something interesting to read about U S oil prices went negative for the May futures contract. It has since risen for the June contract. Now okay. I had to do a lot of reading on this because I, I didn't understand how it works. So the negative price is based on futures. This, what that means is that demand for oil has dropped significantly and the sellers, meaning the producers of the oil, are having to pay their customers to take oil off of their hands. So it may be cheaper for some producers to pay to have the oil taken off their hands rather than shutting down production to find a place to store excess. And what Mm -hmm. I read is that some people buy futures in the hope that they can sell them to make a profit without any intention of ever having to store the oil that they bought. So they'll buy it, and then they'll try to find a buyer real quick so they can just have it sent to the buyer. Yeah. And uh, some other stuff that I've read, you know, it the huge crash in oil prices has caused worries of balance being restored to the economy, the world economy, after this whole pandemic blows over. Mm-hmm. Um, NASA is going to launch astronauts Doug Hurley and Bob Benkin to the International Space Station on the Crew Dragon spacecraft on May 27th. Thought that was pretty neat. That's like, yeah. it's like the first totally U.S.-based uh, space mission in a while, from what I understood. Mm-hmm. And Amazon has suspended 6,000 seller accounts globally for price gouging. Um, and, you know, they're price gouging due to the pandemic. There is people that are trying to take advantage of it. Right. And that is... That's a quick rundown of world news. Yeah. Obviously, look into it a little bit more. There's always more things that we can know about. There's always context, always more. Yep. Trust no one. Yeah. Form your own opinions. I'm a huge mm-hmm. advocate of that. So, let's get into our cool animal fact of the week. Okay. Now, you know that I worked for a goatscaping company for about a year, a while back. Right. I may go back to them this summer. I haven't decided yet. Now, I was reading that goats actually prefer people with happy facial expressions and will spend more time interacting with them. That is the sweetest piece of information I have ever known in my whole life. They're pretty smart animals. Um, yeah. I was reading, too, that 
they have good problem solving skills. Mm-hmm. I went hiking with goats one time in Colorado. Wow. Yeah, they will poop right where you're walking. They do not care. I worked with them for a year. <laughs> I love them. So, so I'm sure you know. What is your song of the week? Your song recommendation okay. of the week? Okay. So um, a song I heard for the first time a few days ago, it's called Jocelyn by Olivia O'Brien. Essentially, it's about um, she was dating this boy and he cheated on her with a girl named Jocelyn and she wrote a song about it. It's fantastic. It is so much fun. I cannot not dance when I hear it. It's a song I play in the morning when I need to get out of bed. Well, cool. So uh, um, I haven't gotten to recommend everything that I've wanted to recommend. And from what I understand, uh, it's, it's not long until uh, the end of the semester. So I don't, I don't know what the plans for the podcast are beyond mm-hmm. that. So I've got it planned out what I'm going to recommend this week and next week. This week, my recommendation, uh, the other day was the four-year anniversary of Prince's death. And my guilty pleasure is 80s pop music. I'm talking about like the most 80s sounding pop music you could think of. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is, but I love it. And Prince is awesome. If you don't like Prince, you know, it's, you, need, you it. need to listen to more Prince. Yeah, just yeah. fix it. Just listen to Prince. And what you can do when you listen to Prince is you can go and you can listen to Kiss. That is a cool song. It's It's funky. It's cool. It's got cool lyrics. It's just, it's cool. Yeah. So, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. It was, it was really cool having Don Green on here. Um, I'd like, I'd like to add, you know, I talked to him on the phone before we had him on the podcast and he told me that he was so psyched when I talked about how Georgia Highlands has like one of the lowest prices in all the colleges in the state and he told he told me that the staff works their butts off to make that happen. And I really, yeah. And I believe him. And you know, I think Don is a pretty cool guy. the The first thing that he said to me when he called me was, "You know, Scout, I appreciate all the Doctor Green stuff, but you, you can just call me Don. I'm <laughs> I'm pretty casual and informal about it." And I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool when nice people man. don't take themselves too seriously you know Mm -hmm. so uh there's stuff that's going on with georgia highlands there's the world news of the week i hope you guys enjoyed and i hope you guys have a great week yes stay safe stay healthy mentally and physically